almost becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. old means something entirely different today than it did in our grandparents' day, and for us it will be far different again. Diane's special guest, Brenda Bacon, CEO of Brandywine Living, has spent a career studying the changing needs of our aging society and is here to walk us through the maze of today's senior living options and give us a glimpse of what lies ahead for us. Parents Are Hard to Raise is now available on Spotify and its 180 million monthly subscribers. Welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Whether we're ready for it or not, there's a tsunami headed our way, a silver tsunami. By the year 2030, the world's population aged 65 and over will double, and by 2100, it will more than triple. At last count, there's an estimated 1.6 billion of us baby boomers out there, over 76 million in the United States alone. And by and large, we're a pretty powerful and influential group. Likened to a pig and a python, we're moving through time, changing the marketplace and social landscape as we go. We don't approach anything the same way our parents or grandparents did, especially aging. They accepted aging as a part of life. We, on the other hand, as poet Dylan Thomas advised, rage, rage against the dying of the light. We're not about to go gentle into that good night, which is why when we're looking for senior living and care options, first for our aging parents, and later on down the road for ourselves, we're a tough group to please. And for my guest expert this week, that's a welcome change. If I were to list all of her credentials, there'd be no time left in the show. So let me just say not only is she an expert on senior living, having founded her current company, Brandywine Living, way back in 1996, but she's a true visionary. She's served on a presidential transition team, been a trusted advisor to two governors, sits on several boards of directors, and was recently honored as Humanitarian of the Year. And in my opinion, she knows far more about the future needs of boomers and their aging parents than any four people I know. Brenda Bacon, welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Thank you, Diane. That's very nice. It's so great to have you here. I wanted to just say, I, I took a tour of a Brandywine Living, I took a tour of several Brandywine Livings, and let me tell you, I walked in, and you can walk into a place, and you just can feel the life, and you see the smiles on people's faces, and there are so many different activities going on, and it's a place where you know 
mom or dad will be safe, will be happy, will remain as independent as they can, and it will be home to them. And I just want to tell you what a remarkable job you have done. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, uh, one of the most important things, I think, for everyone is to have a reason to get out of bed in the morning That's right. and to look forward to something. So sometimes people think when you go into senior living, your day is very regimented and there's nothing to do and it's kind of boring. And we like to think it's a lot of fun because all of a sudden you have friends and things to do. You laugh, and that's what we all want for our that's parents, right. right? We want them to be happy. We yeah. certainly want them to be safe, but nothing makes us feel better as baby boomers than to see our parents laugh like they haven't done in years, You're play right. cards like they haven't done in years, dance, and or be too busy to take your phone call <laughs> or to great. have you drop by. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, what led you to create assisted living communities? I um, assisted living is a relatively young industry yes. in terms of industry. So you would say it maybe is 20, 25 years old. It's changed a lot and will change a lot, as you said in your introduction, as it starts to encounter the baby boomer yes. generation. Baby boomers now are the the shoppers for their parents right. for uh, senior living or for assisted living. In the future, they will be the people making the choice. And as you said, baby boomers will make their own choices that are very different <laughs> um, than ours. Before senior living or assisted living became available as an option, people had to go into a nursing home, even if they only needed minimal assistance, yeah. assistance with medication or anything, then they had to be in a nursing home setting, which, as you know, is a very facility-like setting, yeah. um, high medical model, n very little socialization because they're focused on the health care needs, as they should be. Assisted living gives people the option to have more of a social interaction. It's like living in a small town, yeah. but the support staff and care is there. So you don't have to, you know, you think about it as living in a, a luxury building or a luxury home and having no need. Well, you've got a chauffeur, oh. you have a chef, <laughs> you have wait staff. You have people that drive you, you have transportation, and you have um, choices. You can decide to, you have a pub right, right down the hall, okay, <laughs> and happy hour every day. <laughs> so those are the things that uh, assisted living can offer. But also you have the security and the peace of mind of knowing that someone's there. We like to say we're up all night so you don't have to be. Right. Okay, because as baby boomers with our parents, we are up we worried are, all the time. Worried. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, I have a client and she's alone. Her husband died and she's alone in her home. And her daughter, um, who lives about two hours away, is busy. She has um, children and uh, she doesn't she can't visit all the time and right. so she had set up she had taken her mom on a tour of an assisted living near her home and set everything up and um you know i had gone with her and 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 everything was set and mom said no i want to stay in my own home and so the daughter kind of 
she kind of just threw her hands up and says, okay, but you're going to have to have help in the home. And she didn't want, you know, a living. And, you know, for some that works out. Some people but don't want a, a, someone else living, a person they don't know, living in their home. And, you know, she still is in her home, but I'll, I'll, I'll visit her and she'll say to me, I'm so lonely at yes, night. Yes. And that, that loneliness... Um, you know, you always hear me talk about socialization and that loneliness is is the killer. So I'll say to her, you know, what about, you know, let's go, let's 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 attempt, you know, we'll see another assisted living. Why don't we try that again? I think you're ready. You know, when do you think it's time, you know, for people to say, for children to say, okay, mom, you know, we, we have to do that or... What do we do? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not an easy process. Right. Clearly, I mean, and it, whether you, and it's usually the adult daughter, the oldest adult daughter, who gets involved in actually yeah. pushing the process along. I will tell you, Brandywine has uh, twenty nine communities in six states, and my eighty nine year old mother in law lives with us. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not suggesting that I have the answer to right. this, but we we try. We we love my mother-in-law living with us. She's sure. lived with us for the past five years now. We've got, you know, all of the uh, precautions in place and right. everything, and she's very active and. Uh, but she's got a lot of interaction, you know, because yes. my husband and I are there, my son's in and out, um, all of her nieces and nephews, you know, yeah. very, she's very accessible to them because she's there with us. But we also have the support there right. to know. Now, still in the middle of the night, if I hear a noise... I'll think she's fallen, right. and I'll run down the stairs, you know. Sure. And so you you have that kind of dynamic. But I want to go back to just the the whole issue of socialization and interaction, and that's what I think that uh, we as adult children have to look for first. Because what was going on with my mother-in-law is that she was living in her own home in Philadelphia. Right. And uh, she, other than talking to friends on the phone, she very rarely went out unless yeah. it was to go to the doctor. Right. Or one of us went over to take her out to something or it was a birthday or an anniversary. Right. But for day to day, you know, not yeah. much going on. No. And so, and I believe that isolation and loneliness are both physically and emotionally uh, the uh, probably the biggest agers there are. Yes, exactly. Okay? And so when now, you know, you have, whether you are living, whatever your living situation is, or you're in an assisted living, you have friends and people to talk to. So it doesn't necessarily, it kind of depends on the person and what their situation is, sure. what you need to do, the steps you need to take. We're going to continue talking with Brenda Bacon of Brandywine Living. But if you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, I'm going to tell you about something that you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. 
Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. There are so many new ways to listen to our show. It's hard to keep track. Spotify, Roku. You can listen on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV, and even just ask Alexa to play the show for you. It's great because you don't have to be tied to a radio anymore. You can listen when you want, where you want, for as long as you want. And if you're listening to the show one of these new ways, please do me a favor. Please share this new technology. Help someone else learn about the show and show them a new way to listen. I was so excited because I showed someone this week how to use the show from his smartphone. (laughs) So we're here talking with Brenda Bacon from Brandywine Living. And Brenda, what do you see as the difference between baby boomers as customers versus the silent generation as residents? I see a lot of differences, as we saw as baby boomers when we were young. I mean, the whole time that, you know, so when you, when you look at people who experienced the civil rights movement and, and uh, the women's movement, the sexual revolution, the fight against the Vietnam War, all of those things, we are um, people who decide what's going to happen to us right. rather than have it happen. And I think the difference is is that when people, you know, the traditional for the silent generation, you work till you're 60 or 65, right. and then you're you're old. You're yeah. classified as being old, and and that's just not the case anymore. Because in fact, about 
three years ago, we took senior out of our name. It used to be Brandywine Senior Living. Yes. And we took it out because baby boomers do not want to be known as seniors. Right. You're right. Okay. I don't <laughs> care how old they are. They're never going to accept that term. Right. And, and, and quite frankly, you shouldn't have to declare yourself a senior right. in order to access services. Right. So if you don't want to cook anymore and you don't want to clean and, and there's no reason to do that, you want to spend your time, you know, at at the pub or at the movies or right. whatever you want to do, then those are things that you should be able to do. So I think what's going to happen with baby boomers is that they are going to demand a very customized lifestyle yeah. and have choices on how they want to spend their day. So at Brandywine, even now we have all day dining. Baby boomers wouldn't dream of being in a situation where you must eat breakfast from 7 right. to 8 and lunch from 12 to 1 and, you know, and dinner from, from 5 to 6. They would not tolerate that. They would be, I want to eat when I want right, to eat. Right, exactly. Whereas previous generations may have just said, well, those are the rules. Right, exactly, okay. yes. So I think as uh, those of us who are in the assisted living business really have to change how we approach what we do. It can't be for our convenience right. and our staffing patterns. <laughs> it has to be for what our customer wants. Right. That is a true servant leader. You are looking at what your customer wants, not, you know, what you think. You know, that's, it's amazing. I, you have to come and visit a Brandywine Living. <laughs> and we're going to find out all your locations in a few minutes. How has your company vision evolved from day one to today? I think it evolves every day. I think you learn a lot from not only your, your customers or your residents, right. but also from your team members. We can't have a happy customer unless we have happy team members. They have to really believe that they are doing something that is more important than just coming to make a bed or to serve right. a meal. They have to believe that they are actually changing someone's life every That's day right. when they come to work, and they do. Our residents get very involved with our team members, and they know when they're having a bad day. They know sure. when something's going on because sometimes they see them, and many times, more than they see their own families. Right. Okay. So when we started out with Brandywine, we knew we wanted an, an alternative to skilled nursing, Right. Uh, or being home alone. And so this provides that. We've always had a model where there's a nurse in the building 24 hours a day. Um, just so you can sleep at night right? as exactly. the adult daughter. Sure. You, need to, you need to have that, and you don't want to have, you know, the middle of the night calls and all of that. So we've got – but we've also increased um, our service and hospitality features over the years as we see our residents be more interested in doing really unique things you know they want to go out uh, to the casino they want to go to new york to see a show they want we have something called assisted living week and they do all kinds of crazy zany <laughs> things they put on plays they make movies oh my gosh it's great it's fun <laughs> it's actually a great deal of fun right. very interesting people because what we tend to think about seniors is that 
they maybe don't have anything to offer anymore right. or they're only talking about World War II or talking about what happened. Uh, and so you see them as kind of seniors instead of seeing them as people who are fascinating, every single person, right. fascinating right. in their own right. And if you take the time to really talk to them, they're more interested in talking about now. They'll talk, they'll, sh they'll share the past with you, but they want to talk about the future too. And that will increase with baby boomers who will always be looking forward and not backwards. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. How do you spend your day? That's uh, how do I spend my day? <laughs> I um I have a very uh very eclectic day most days. I'm uh, either in the office working with our senior team. I travel quite a bit to our buildings. Right. I like to go in the buildings. Brandywine's not a company that has lots of layers of people, vice presidents and senior vice presidents. Uh, one of the things that I feel is that you've really got to hear what's going on and see it yourself yes. because by the time it gets filtered all the way up to you, it's a whole different thing. Right. So walking through a building and stopping and talking to residents and talking to team members probably teaches me more than anything else I could do if I hired 15 more people just to sure. go and see what's going on in the buildings. And so we change and innovate all the time what we're doing as a result of that which is exciting when i uh visited your howell new jersey um brandywine uh the director said to me you know she was so excited she said our ceo brenda bacon she's here she's accessible she comes and visits and you don't see that you know you a lot of places you have layers and layers and layers and uh, and you know it's crazy um i had tried to make an appointment into one particular place and you had to do it by email um to make an appointment and i wanted to go the route that you know uh a child of an aging parent would have to go or or the parent themselves and so i did that and um, then someone got back to me um, by email, and then they said to call to make an appointment, and then I called, and they said someone would get back to me, and three weeks later, someone got back to me, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, well, I don't know about this place, and I said, okay, they got back to me, and they said, well, we'll have to see when we can fit you in. Oh dear. So I was in the area and I just I, I said to my producer, Let's just go and he said, Well we don't have an appointment. I'm like, let's just go and see because there must be people who stop by. You know, they're they're sure. riding by, they see this So we went by and there was a guard gate and the guard he didn't have a smile on his face, and he said, do you have an appointment? And I said, no. You know, I said, I tried to get an appointment, but I couldn't, so I was wondering if I could just take a tour. And he said, well, I have to call. And so he called, and he came back, and he said, no one can see you now, oh. but you can drive around, you know, the 10 buildings and walk in and make an appointment there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So we did that, <clears throat> and we went in. And, you know, you have to, you go to, it looked like a hotel desk, you know, and the, the woman there was sorting through the mail, and I'm standing there, you know, and I'm waiting, and I'm thinking, hmm. So <clears throat> I cleared my throat, and she was still sorting the mail, and then finally she looked up, she said yes, and I said, oh, well, I, I wanted to make an appointment for a tour. Fill this out. 
And she oh, handed me this wow. clipboard. With it, you know? <laughs> and so, and it was all questions about, you know, my parents. Yes. So I said to her, um, oh, this isn't, you know, I really, you know, it's not about parents. And I, you know, introduced myself and I told her and she said, oh, well, just fill out what you can. <laughs> Cross out and put the... Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I did that, and then I brought it back to her. She says, okay, someone will be in touch with you. So I said, oh, I can't make an appointment now. <laughs> and wow. she said, no. And then someone finally did call, but I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, you, you think about that. Um, and what other service or good that you purchase would you take that kind of You're right. treatment? Yeah, right. No place. No. Right? No. And, and, and baby boomers will take it less you're right okay so so that's not going to work for them in the future and it's not a smart way to do things anyway what are you afraid of I can understand you know there's a a certain thing that says well we have to you know have security right but you don't look like a particularly threatening person (laughs) um so I I don't think that would be the issue it really is it's inconvenient for them to see you whenever you walk in and so they're going to make it fit their schedule and I would encourage anyone who's looking at assisted living to walk in and look see what you see yes you know because nothing that you read in a brochure or anything else is going to take the place of walking the building yourself you're right look at the staff members look and see if they are happy they're smiling they're interacting with you they're making eye contact with you look and see if the residents are engaged right and stuff or if they're just sitting around kind of staring into space and you'll get a feel for what it's like and what it can be like for your mom or your dad. If you don't see that kind of engagement going on when you're walking in without that appointment, then that's probably not the place or you, you want right. to keep looking until you find that because how's mom going to be happy? Look at, you know, if when you're passing people, if they don't look happy, then that's what's going to happen with your mom. Right. And but if if you're if you walk through our buildings, I think you'll see a lot that our residents will stop you and start to talk to you and and engage you and as they do with me and 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 staff people do too and it's a it's a community it's a home it's a it's a small town it is yeah, yeah it definitely is i i when i first walked in there was um a gentleman and he gave me a thumbs up <laughs> i gave him the thumbs up and he was just walking by and it is i mean and he was probably 85 years old and he's flirting with you. <laughs> yeah. really as long as it wasn't one of our team members i'm yes. okay yeah. with that yeah. and that's great i haven't had a man flirt with me in a long time <laughs> a strange man so that's great <laughs> what uh, what have you learned this year that was a surprise what I've learned this year that's a surprise is that uh, as everybody thinks about the aging the the silver tsunami that you're talking right. about it really is in uh, it comes in a in, in truly a tsunami wave but when you think about that tsunami is made up of baby boomers you ha- really have to think about what services do you provide today to the 85 year old the the um, generation the silent generation and how are you going to migrate your services so that you meet 
that silver tsunami right. where they are and not just say we're here and when you get this age you better come knock on our door because that's not the way it's going to happen right uh so i think that those are i've also noticed that even people who are in their late 80s or 90s a building we just opened in alexandria virginia for example we have lots of of folks touring that building who are still independent couples that are in their really? late 80s who are saying we're looking for the future that's great and we, i love it <laughs> I, mean, I love it it's wonderful and, and they'll come to all of our events and they'll have a good time and they'll hang out but they're like we're not we don't really <laughs> need assisted living yet yes so you so think about assisted living. people don't want to be labeled they don't want to be classified yes you're you right. know as seniors or needing assisted living or whatever they need to have more of a choice of how they want to live and if we can translate that into you're choosing how you want to live and how you want to spend your days not that you need to go into assisted living because right. you felt last week right exactly mm-hmm. now your assisted livings they have the other uh, memory care you yes uh, unit it do you find that um, you have more and more clients coming in you know that's expanding I would imagine as as people live longer yes yes with as people live longer, we are seeing a growth in, in people needing dementia care and needing to be in an environment where they're well protected. Right. Um, that is such a a strain on a family. Uh, yeah. You know, the resident plus the whole family is going through that pain in such a different way. Uh, certainly, I happen to think uh, that that the baby boomer population is putting so much money behind research yeah. with regard to dementia that they're determined they're not going to, you know, have that problem, and so they're just going to solve it before before it happens. And so we'll see. You know, there's a yeah. lot of very fascinating research, but until you know, there's a saying with people that uh, really think about and work in this industry that um, we're going to provide the care until there's a cure, okay? So we can't promise that there's a cure. There are a lot of things that you can do now in terms of programming and, again, socialization uh, and living in the moment with residents who are suffering from dementia. So if if you walk into an environment where people are constantly saying, you know, Elizabeth, it's time to eat. You've got to sit down now and eat. And she says, well, no, I have to go pick up the children now yeah. because she's living in an age of when she was from 28 to 30 or something like that. And you say, your children are grown. Your children aren't here. You have to come eat. Then you're just going to agitate that resident right. because you're, you, that's not their reality. And it might be easier to say, oh, no, the children aren't ready yet. Let's get something to eat and you can get them later. You know, is that all right? And then she's like, oh, okay. Right. As long as my children are safe, then I will sit down and have something to eat and so when you're looking at communities look and see if 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 the if the philosophy and the team is doing what the resident wants rather than doing what they want which is i need to get this meal service done and clean up and get out of here yeah kind of thing what is your priority for next year my priority for next year is to uh, I have lots of priorities for next year <laughs> this will be this will be interesting because I don't want my team to listen to one thing and think I have one priority I actually have 
25 priorities for those of you who work for Brandywine Living. (laughs) (laughs) But but one of the things that I think we've got to pay attention to is um, we're in a full employment environment. That's a really good thing for a lot of people. Um, And so I'm, I'm very happy about that. But we have to be... So we have to be even more the employer of choice to find the right people yes. because everybody can't work in assisted living and everybody can't work in a brandy wine because you've got to have, you, you can teach anything, but you can't teach hard. Yes, you're right. And so all those other skills on your resume may be fine for someone else. We, we need to talk to you. We'd go through an enormous screening process. Um, for integrity, for decision-making, but we're looking also for do you have the heart uh, to really interact and and know that you're doing something special. And that's not the same as working for Amazon or Dunkin' Donuts or someplace else. And, And nothing wrong with those jobs and those companies, but it's a whole different situation. And again, unless we've got the right team members, we can't live up to the service that we promise family. Sure. Well, you must be doing something right because I was asking different people, well, how long have you been employed? And, you know, people were saying 12 years and eight years. And, you know, so you have people here and that's so important to residents as well. Yes. Right. That I mean, continuity. Become, yeah. yeah they, they're part of their family. Yeah. They truly are. And, yeah. you know, they, we were talking, they tell, um, you know, they tell an employee things that they might not have told their own children. They do. Uh, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. It is but amazing. they feel comfortable. They do. And that's a help. The families become part of our family, too. Often families are here. Um, they're, they're ha- they'll have meals with their parents. Oh, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, they'll hang out. They'll go to a movie. Because what happens now is that it, they don't feel obligated. Like, I've got to go take mom to the doctor. I've right. got to go see how she's doing. I've got to make sure she's taking her medicine. I, you know, I'm, I'm worried. But she's not happy. Right. You know, so that makes it an unhappy kind of situation. Now you come, you can visit mom, and you have that mom and daughter or son and daughter relationship right. again where you're having a meal together or you're laughing or she's saying you you can't believe what happened yesterday when we did such and such a thing well how long has it been since you heard your mother say that you're right you know and and so then it becomes a pleasure to come and visit your parent rather than a task you have to do right I always say to people you know you you forget what it's like to be that daughter, that son. You know, you've been that caregiver or you, yes. you know, you're just, Mom, you have to do this. Or, you know, um, when we had Dr. Um, when Lena Aldana on, um, you know, I was, she was saying she'll get, you know, a daughter and a mom coming in and the daughter saying, you have to do something with yes. mom. You know, yes. you have to, and <laughs> you have to fix her. Fix you know? her. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, you know, you know, I think of my own parents, you know, they're in their home and <clears throat> probably about 15 years ago, I tried to get them to move at least closer to me in a uh, senior community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
they put a deposit on a home and we did that. But my father kept saying, can I get that money back? Yeah. <laughs> can I get that money back? <laughs> so I knew, it, you know, the next day he was going to get that money back. We're not ready. We're not ready. Right. And I kept saying, you know, they're, they're in a two-family home. Yeah. And my grandparents used to live downstairs and they lived upstairs. And, you know, now they move downstairs and they leave upstairs for when, you know, the kids come and visit and grandkids. Right. But you know, they still have stairs and they have to go, you know, the laundry, the basement and transportation becomes an issue and, you know, food shopping, taking care of a home and, yes. you know, and my father, like many, you know, people his age, he wants to do everything himself and he'll say, I have to cut the lawn. Don't take that away from me because that's how I get my exercise, you know, and I could still drive. And, you know, there's all these things we worry about and, you know, so we worry, and those are—it's right for us to worry. But if if you're 85, you should you should still be you should be able to make your own choices. Right. You you know having your children tell you what you can eat and you can't eat, <laughs> unless there's something really you know well, severe right. wrong like that you really can't eat uh, a particular thing. I I say to my uh, to to my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-laws all the time, and to my husband all the time. <laughs> My mother-in-law is will be 90 in November. Oh my gosh. She can eat what she wants. Okay? Yeah. So saying that that's not healthy, you really should eat, you know, this and this and that. We should be so lucky You're to, right. be, to, to, to <laughs> yes. live till we're 90, right? <laughs> right. And, and I think she'll live another 10 years or more. And so I'm, I'm not so much concerned about that. I am concerned about her safety, right. as you are you, with your parents. So cutting the lawn and stuff like that, you know, is probably not the, the, the safest thing. But that has to be replaced with something. Right. You can't just say, we're going to take away everything that you do and all your choices, and you're going to go sit, right. you know, and, and reminisce with old people for the rest of your life. That's the rest of your life. And so what we do is something that is very different, and that is hopefully, and I'm not saying that people raise their hands and say, you know, I'm ready for assisted right. living, but again, I think that's, a, that's a, an issue where we've got to do a better job with that. But they've got to be able to see a future that isn't just sitting around waiting right. to die. Yes. Okay? Exactly. Got to, and that's why I say you've got to have a reason to get up every morning and look forward to the day. And our residents are up and dressed and makeup on, and they haven't worn makeup in years. <laughs> and they are you know, choosing what they're going to do, and they're interacting with people. So if you're in a community that has 100 people, you still have your own suite, your own private bathroom, your own decisions about how much time you're going to spend interacting with people and how much you're going to spend just in your room watching, you know, MSNBC or Fox News right. or one of the stories <laughs> or whatever you like, you know. But you've got to be able to make those choices. And when you walk out, if there's 100 people out, out there, you're not going to be best friends with everybody. Right. But there are going to be five or six people that you kind of like. Right, exactly. You know, yes. and that you can laugh at with and you have some current or, or past interest um, that are in common. And it's really good to be able to open the door and just walk down the hall. Right. And, you know, grab your friend, have dinner with them. Nobody likes to eat alone. No. You know, and, and that's another thing with our with our parents. They they don't 
eat regularly no. because they don't want to cook just for one person. You're right, they don't. They've been cooking for a family all their lives, and it seems like a waste yeah. to cook for one person, so they're they're not eating. But now mealtime is like our most social you know, well, that and happy hour. Happy hour is really the <laughs> hit great. of the day. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's, it's got to be a crowded room. Yes. You know, and everybody's, you know, socializing. Yeah. And With residents and family members. So that's wonderful. Yeah. So, and family members can come at any time Absolutely. and visit. So yeah. This is their parents' home. Right. So just as they, I mean, clearly the doors are locked at 8 o'clock and we have to let them in. Right, exactly. Um, because we don't want people just wandering in. Um, so we have that kind of protection. But this is your mom's home. And so you should be able to come visit your mom anytime you want. Right. Uh, and that's, you know, that that's our philosophy. There aren't certain times and we don't. I mean, we wa- the more families that are in the building, the better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would think so. Mm-hmm. That's great. Brenda, how can uh, families find Brandywine Living? We have a, um, a toll-free number that they okay. can call. They can go on the Internet and find us. Uh, they can go, if they drive past a Brandywine, there are 29 of them in six states. Oh, my gosh. They can just walk in. Um, the 800 number is one eight seven seven four brandy So we'll, and we'll And we answer 24 hours a day. Thank you so much for being on Parents Are Hard to Raise. We appreciate it, and you did great. Well, thank you. It was a lot of fun, and I'm going to buy one of the products, the lipstick <laughs> the thing. The lipstick body well, As an executive woman, I travel a lot all Perfect. over the place, this and I need this. You need that. When it said it could take down a 250-pound yes, man and not even. Okay. And I've seen that. Okay. I've seen that. I've witnessed that. And we do want to thank Lipstick Bodyguard. <laughs> They're a great sponsor and a great product. Wonderful. I hope you got something out of this episode. I know I did. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them. You can reach me at Diane at ParentsAreHardToRaise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Remember, aside from old-time radio, there's tons of ways to listen to our show. Subscribe to our show on iHeartRadio. Listen through Roku, Spotify. iPhone users can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Android users on Google Podcasts. Tell Alexa you want to listen to the show. Please show someone how to find our show. And if you like the show, give us a five-star rating. That will help other people find our show. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, may you forget everything you don't want to remember. And remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.